the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It is a wet show. Now, we're not wet, but it's really wet outside getting here. So please, please, please drive carefully when you're out there on the roads. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the word to stand up for life, not just the regular show. This is a special show because Paul is in studio with me. This is the date day edition of the program. And all we need you to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585 for your live calls. Uh, If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email your questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember... Because it's wet out there, the safest way to call if you're driving is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula? Yep. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Yeah, it's not just the date day edition. It's the rainy day date day (laughs) edition. My goodness. We We did get to go to breakfast, but we were planning on getting our car washed. See, it's our fault. Maybe so, but <laughs> it would have been just like a waste. And you know me, I, I'm not a good waster. I would have been so yeah. upset. Isn't this a crazy May and June? I mean, it's June 3rd. Normally, it's really hot. Yeah. Especially toward the end of May and in June. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to our vacation time in a few weeks, we're, we're always ready to go because we're going somewhere where it's cooler at the mm-hmm. beach in California. Yeah. Um, today, I had to. Sweatshirt on and <laughs> the heater in the car and the butt warmers oh, I know. in the car going I know. on. So. I was, it's just crazy. So and and you know there's not been any sun, and so we're going to California to the beach. To the beach. I'm going to get third degree burns. We are going to be cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a good picture right now. But anyway, um, welcome to the show. I know one of the things you want to talk about is our Sweet Summer Devotion series. Mm -hmm, Because I almost forgot it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it comes up this month. We've been so busy and we had the women's retreat. Usually we have some time after women's retreat before we have Sweet Summer Devotion. Hello. It was May instead of March. And in my mind, I think I have some time. And all of a sudden it's like, summer's coming. (laughs) I better get on the ball. And so, yes, yeah, so, so Sweet Summer Devotion starts this coming Monday, June 7th. And the theme is renew your mind. You know, um, I don't know if that's from the Lord for everybody, like I was telling you, or from the Lord just for me. I'm pretty sure Paul meant it for everybody when he wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So, so Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And, and just renew your mind. You know, we've been so inundated with so many things. And um, so it's time to refocus. Now, I, I, I know that you're kicking off the series. Yes. 
But why don't you share, uh, there's a lot of new listeners since last year's Sweet Summer Devotions. Okay. So why don't you kind of share what Sweet Summer Devotions is all about, what happens. Okay. Um, uh, with Sweet Summer Devotions, we I pick a theme every year, and it's been a couple of years where I don't even I don't even teach at all, but because I think the Lord really wants to talk to me first, um, we're, I'll lead off with the theme verse. And the ladies who follow me, they can either do a, a Bible study, a devotion, or their testimony. And most of the time, it's really their testimony uh, mixed in with a little bit of a Bible study because the Lord has taken them from who they were and because of his word and his presence in their life, um, he has and continues to make them into who he really created them to be. And every week it's you look at these different ladies and some of them are shy, some of them are um, a little more outgoing and yet very private. Some of them are telling their story sometimes for the very first time. Um, sometimes they're telling their story to a world out there that, you know, they're like, oh, I need to tell my kids or my grandkids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I need to check with other people that uh, I, maybe I'm not going to use their name, but the circumstances are going to be, and they may hear that. And every year it's just, um, I think, one of the best things that uh, this church does. It's it's united the ladies in our church, um, I think, more than anything, uh, when the ladies are open and honest before others. and uh, You know, Paul, it's proof of, of uh, what Paul wrote in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our, our troubles with mm -hmm. the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Yeah. And, you know, um, most of the women who come to this church have no idea what other women have gone through. Yeah. I mean, we have great fellowship and people are open and honest, mm -hmm. but it's not one of those things where we just sort of barf out our life stories mm -hmm. when, when we meet people. Um, but but they see these wonderfully joyful, powerful, godly women, mm -hmm. and then they hear the journey that they've been on to get to the place they are, and and it always pierces so many hearts because it's like it's like well, well I thought she just had it easier I thought she she had it all together and mm -hmm. never went through anything difficult, mm -hmm. and then they hear the story, yeah, and it changes their perspective on yeah. everything. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Um, over the years has had a a testimony. We all have a testimony. Um, some are sweeter and some are more difficult. Some are bitter. Um, some come from places of uh, self-inflicted wounds and some come from uh, other people's wounds. But it's all, I mean, each person is so different, but they're speaking to somebody every mm -hmm. time. And, and there's a lot of pain, uh, a lot of pain. It's out there, mm -hmm. and the openness mm -hmm. encourages the other women to be open and seek and find help yep. uh, when they realize that they're not alone. You know, when Paul says, no temptation has seized you uh -huh. except that which is common to woman, yeah. he says, man, yeah. <laughs> the common woman. It's like, wow, she, she'll get me. Mm -hmm. And there's always a, a wonderful opportunity for them um, to minister to other hurting women. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's, it's been one of our most popular features forever. I don't know how many years now. It's been a lot of years mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. that we've been doing this. Um, initially, I thought it was a dumb idea. Yeah. You remember? I thought, mm -hmm. I thought, come on, it's a Bible study night. Just do Bible study. Yeah. And the Lord told me to shut up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, he's, he had a hand in this. And wow, the fruit has been amazing. Mm -hmm. And for those of you out there who don't have these traumatic, dramatic testimonies, we've had a couple of ladies who were always raised in a Christian home, had good, godly parents who raised them in the right way. That's what those of us who are sharing now want to take into the next, you know, for our kids and our grandkids. Um, and so for those of you who don't have these really terrible uh, testimonies. Praise the Lord. You know it. <laughs> I wish I was one of you. And, but praise the Lord. And we indeed. do. Uh, Pastor Matt's wife, Lauren. That's what I'm it. talking yeah. about. I mean, but, but there, there's a, a bunch of them over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, And um, so it's not a can you top this of mm -hmm. life's difficulties. Mm -hmm. 
but but it, it really does bring glory to God. Yeah, uh, my what I wanted to mention here too is, uh, you know, some people that scripture of those who have been forgiven much love much. We've all been, we all have been forgiven much, you know. So you don't have to have a a big ugly testimony to love much. No, Jesus came for you as well. I mean, his own mother said, you know, he's my savior. And she was pretty all right, you know. Um, and so please just be encouraged that if you love Jesus, he is love and he lives in you. You love much. So, Paul, how many how many women are there besides you? Is it nine this year? Or I think there's eight this there's year. There's eight this year mm -hmm. plus you. Yes. And and the Seven plus me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the second one after you uh -huh. what? is who? Amber Hargrove. Okay, Amber. Uh -huh. And then we'll have a two-week break while we're on vacation. Yes. Then we get back mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll go into the summer mm -hmm. with the rest of them. But yeah. And there'll be a poster yeah. and stuff to show who's going to be, because if you're going to ask me right this minute no, yeah, who, no, it, who yeah. it is and every week, yeah. I'm not good. Yeah, I that. just <laughs> wanted one of them who was doing the second oh, one. Oh, yeah, so. okay. And so then, June 7th uh, and then June 14th. Yeah, and then when we get back from vacation, mm -hmm. um, all of it is available online at calvarysa.com every Monday night. Mm -hmm. uh, the live stream will be on. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing, Paula, you always say is that it's much better in person because of the conversation, the questions that come after the live stream goes off. Yeah. Um, that's where the real ministry goes on. Yes, the, 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 yes, sir. The ministry of the word and, and the testimonies and the spirit moving. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, you can see the outpouring yes. of the Holy Spirit. And uh, you, you don't get that unless you yeah. are here in person. Yeah. Church at home or Bible studies at home, you just don't, you don't get it. You, don't, you just don't get, you don't get the real thing. The up close touching, you can hear when people ask the questions the sometimes the angst or the emotion that's in that um, and it's very private we don't we don't uh, publicize or air the questions because they are sometimes so personal um, and then the the prayer time that you have even after that so people come here with heavy burdens sometimes and they leave unloaded and, mm -hmm. and pretty much refreshed so we invite not just the ladies of Calvary Chapel but we invite the ladies in the radio audience mm -hmm. as well. Uh, it's a wonderful time of healing, a wonderful time of God pouring out His Spirit, and we're looking forward to it. So Paula kicks it off on Monday evening at 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great time. The, your, your husbands can come. There's yep. a men's Bible study. Pastor Ken does. Mm -hmm. And then we also have our youth Bible studies uh, at the same time uh, with Pastor Chris, or soon-to-be Pastor Chris and soon-to-be Pastor Matthew. Mm -hmm. Um... um going on at the same time so you can bring your whole families mm -hmm. and it's just it's a great opportunity yeah and i think darlene is really working very hard uh to be mm -hmm. sure we have child care but i'm not 100 percent right now so um maybe we can let them know that by next week okay yeah three four zero ninety five eighty five if you have any live calls and questions whatever is on your heart is okay on this date day edition program uh paula we just celebrated our 26th birthday as a church can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, last night I was I was teaching in Genesis 47, and uh, Jacob uh, Pharaoh looks at Jacob and says, "How old are you?" Yeah. And Jacob looked really, really old. Now he was old. I mean, he was 130 years old, but but he he looked looked like he was 300. Mm. And Pharaoh just looked, "How old are you?" Mm -hmm. And he said, "The the years of my pilgrimage are few." Mm -hmm. Now 130 is not a few. No, it's not a few. But uh, it was amazing the perspective, and I, I thought about that because having just gone through another birthday as our church, mm -hmm. um, thinking, you know, we've been here for 26 years, and I said in the Bible study last night that it seems like it's 26 minutes at times. Yeah. It, things go so quickly. Yeah. So um, I'd be interested in sort of your reflection on 26 years of God's faithfulness here at Calvary Chapel and some of the things that we've seen and some of the things that uh, we've been able to enjoy the Lord doing yeah yeah it's you know I was thinking about that and it's I think if I this is a really weird thing to say but I think when you come to the end of your life or something then all those memories start flooding in <laughs> well I'm not there yet Pastor Ron <laughs> <laughs> and so I was thinking um, you know when we first got here how 
totally like, what in the world are we doing here? What are we going to do? How do you start a church? You know, what is a church going to look like? Is it our apartment? Our one bedroom apartment? <laughs> this doesn't look like anybody's church. That, that wasn't our fault. You remember when we started, we were meeting in the recreation center of the apartment complex. Okay. So we could fit 40 people in there. Yeah. Now, we never had 40. No. Not for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. But but um, the, the, the very... The night before our very first Sunday study, mm -hmm. we started on a Wednesday night, May 31st, yeah. 1995. Uh, we waited three or four weeks before starting Sunday, mm -hmm. mostly because I just couldn't stand any other service where nobody showed up. Yeah, but that's because Mark Dote came and he wanted yeah. to be baptized. Yeah, he was our first, yeah. our first convert. Yeah. Wanted to be well, the Saturday night before that, the recreation center in the apartment complex burned down. Yeah. I mean, it literally. No, I, down. I, I was there. <laughs> yeah. We, we're sitting in our <laughs> second-story apartment, and, and say, Paula, there's that orange haze out there. There's that orange glow out there, yeah. And, and uh, we looked, in, and it was on fire. Yeah. The fire department got there, and so obviously our first Sunday service was in our apartment, and we were there for quite some time mm -hmm. because th there was a lot of asbestos in the apartment, yeah. recreation center. Yeah. It took them a long time to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's just the first baptism that Sunday. All of the pools were filled with ash. Uh -huh. I mean, it was filthy. But hey, I'm here. You're here. Jesus is here. Let's <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. But it was just it was just one series of trials after another. Yeah. And yet, 26 years later, we're standing and mm -hmm. we've seen the goodness of God. Yeah. And you know that when that rec center burned down, I hear the little whisper in your ear, in my ear, from the the devil. Did God really say, you know? It was the devil that started that fire. <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> um, and then the next time... Uh, it really was electrical fire, but... Yeah, it was electrical it fire. Was it just was, you know, what's why Bill, is it this Saturday night before yeah. we just get started? What's Billy calling Slewfoot? It was Slewfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Share a couple of memories that you have. Just a couple of things that stand out. From from 26 years, I know that's difficult because there's been a bunch, thousands of them. It seems, yeah, but yeah, um, you know uh, the the first funeral you did. Oh. <laughs> Our car, what what kind of car was that? It was a Chevelle Malibu. Okay, Chevelle Malibu. It was a hoopty though. It was a definite hoopty. <laughs> it, it it was just a hoop. It didn't yeah. have the D. <laughs> And that car was so bad that you had to keep pumping the gas pedal to make sure the car wouldn't stop, even on the freeway <laughs> and while you were going. But it was filled with the, what was that, transmission fluid inside? It was radiator fluid. Radiator fluid, because it was green. It was big leak, yeah. Yeah. But you couldn't put your feet down. Oh, no, no, no. Or your shoes would have been ruined. Yeah. I mean, that's chemical. <laughs> it was just this constant leak. Yeah. And, and, and the grease... <laughs> Just the, on the windows, oh, just you could write smoke, your yeah. name the from the fumes, and yeah. it was so bad. But that's what we're driving around in, and you know, then you have your first funeral, and uh, our, our elders bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a car. <laughs> well, how are we gonna get a car? Well, you got to get a car. So that was uh, what? What did we get? Was that a Saturn? A Saturn. A Saturn. Yeah, and that was like. Praise the Lord. We had no It was idea. like a Rolls Royce, wasn't it? It, does, wasn't it? <laughs> it was new. And, yeah. was, and, and, uh, and, and then when we got to the funeral home, yeah. the, the funeral director says, okay, your car is first in line behind the hearse. <laughs> and all I could think of was, Paula, I said, if we would have been first in line behind the hearse, nobody else would have ever got the funeral in that old Chevy. So it was just one of those things that, that you look back on uh -huh. and you can see the hand of yeah. God doing something. Yeah, the Lord said, and no, uh, we cannot have this. this yeah, we, we actually made it to the funeral. <laughs> did well. It was great. <laughs> we have had some funny things. Um, the time, too, where we were thinking the church is going to go down and then people just running up the stairs, throwing, you know, cash in your hand and running away. Stuff like that just happened all the time. Um, you know, kids' nights. You remember the night, speaking of somebody just throwing cash, at, at our house. Now, this was a couple of years in mm -hmm. because we, we bought that house uh, in our second year here, I think. And um, um, 
Guy pulls up in front, knocks on the door. Oh, I think I know what Because the phone rang mm -hmm. and the doorbell rang at the same yeah. time. And we were, got, who's going to get what? Yeah. Well, you're the man. You went to the door. Went to I answered the phone. Okay. And there was a complete stranger. He goes, yeah. are you Pastor Ron from the radio? Now, I didn't have the live show. It was just my teaching shows. Uh -huh. Are you Pastor Ron from the radio? I said, yeah. And he just started throwing $100 bills at me. Uh -huh. I mean, literally throwing them at me, stuffing them in my hands, stuffing them in my pocket, uh -huh. my shirt, and, and stuff like that. And I said, what? He goes, you saved my life. I was going to kill myself, and you saved my life. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just want, and he just ran away. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It could have been drug money. It could have been. Mm -hmm. It just, was kind of rolling funny, right? Yeah, yeah but, but it just is just one of those things. And it was, it was the Lord saying, see, people are listening. Yeah. People are listening. And, and we needed that encouragement. Now, we needed the money, too. Mm -hmm. But we needed the encouragement. And uh, it, it's just those are the people that you need. Where are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing because before, you know, you got saved, I worked at a bank. And so I remember taking the money up to a light and looking to make sure it was real and, and feeling it. So, yeah, that was that was bizarre. And I remember being on the phone, and I don't even know who I was talking to, but it was like, I'm not hanging up because if anything happens, you better call. <laughs> you better call the police or something because there's some strange man at the door. Uh, but, yeah, those kind of things just happen. You mentioned you know, even at Luby's, where we had no food, just enough to just kind of go to the mall and walk around. And, you know, Paul would say, come on in, you know. Yeah, Paul, Paul was a, the general manager at Luby's at Rolling Oaks Mall. The time yeah. is no longer there, of course. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he became a friend. We were sharing with him. And, and um, I, I, we, we never told anybody our needs, mm -mm. never asked anybody for anything. And we didn't look hungry. <clears throat> Well, it wasn't like we were looking in the window like, sure wish, <laughs> sure wish I had. <laughs> I, I, I'm betting we look pretty pitiful. I mean, we look back there. No, I was fine. I bet we look pretty pitiful, Paul. But but he would come in and he'd say he'd we, he'd see us in the mall. He'd say he'd say, hey, you guys come on in because he knew I liked one particular dish there. Mm -hmm. And and he said, you know, we're, we're experimenting with cooking in a different way. And if anybody knows what it should taste like, it's you. Yeah. And so that was just his way of giving us a free meal. Yeah. And, so you know, you just don't realize that the hand of God was moving in, mm -hmm. in crazy ways. was at another church, got out of his truck. He said the Lord told him to get back in his truck and come to Calvary Chapel, San Antonio at apartment 414. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a specific God right there, right? <laughs> you know, in an apartment church, if there was strangers there, we thought he was there to hold us up or something. Hey, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. But he came in. And he goes, God told me to give you this. And it was the exact amount of money you needed for a round trip plane fare to get yeah, to the yeah. pastor's wives yeah. conference. And I was so nervous and so upset because I was sure I wasn't going. And I was good with that because I was nervous, you know. I'm here, a new pastor's wife. I don't have any clothes because the few things that I brought from California to San Antonio, none of them matched the other. <laughs> and just, just scared. I'm going to go and be with all of these godly women and and then there's me, you know, and I'm going by myself. I was like, oh, my goodness. But, yeah, the exact amount. So I had to go. I mean, it was, you know, I couldn't could just online. They didn't have that. I had to go to and, the airport and to for, buy and a for the, Yeah, for the audience's sake, we don't mean close to what we needed. Exact. He gave us a check for the exact amount that the plane tickets turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't tell him how much it was. I didn't, we didn't tell him I was going to be going or wanted to go or prayed about it. It was none of that. It was just like, oh, my goodness. God, you are funny. Yeah. 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 Amazing stuff. When the computer showed up. <laughs> <laughs> what? A computer showed up at our apartment a couple of us. Neither one of us know how to use one, but the Lord said, you're going to. Need one. Thank God Troy said that. I mean, we had somebody at the church who, who said that, Pastor Troy Neely now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he and said that. Yeah, he's a perfect guy because he reads the whole manual. <laughs> <laughs> There's a manual on top of the box. 
you read the whole manual before you even <laughs> unpack the rest of the thing. It took him so long, I thought I was going to have to charge him rent. <laughs> Don't you know how to do this? Just fix it up. Just fix it. Yeah. No. Amazing stuff. Amazing. Yeah. And God but has just... You, you, give it, you give God a chance to show off, and he does it over and over. And Paula, for 26 years, he's been showing off. Yeah. I mean, our little Every day. Our, our church in the rec center, it grew. We got to be a mega church, Pastor Ron, where they had <laughs> we had to move out. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? And then the Lord sends Ron and Darlene Lips. I mean, just at the right time. And that's where, in particular, we learned how to serve our church. You know, because before that, you and I pretty much were doing the cleaning and the setting up and the tearing down and all that kind of stuff. But... As soon as we went to that daycare center, um, people just, okay, what do you need? What do you need? Let me help. We'll put this stuff away and set it up, all that. Well, I don't know how Paula's going to change gears or where she's going to go in the second half of the program, but uh, we're going to see in just a couple of minutes, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Um, Paula, we want to thank God for 26 years of faithfulness here and the people that he surrounds us with. What a blessing. And our radio audience. We'll be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. This is the date, the edition of the show live in studio. My beautiful bride, Paula, is with me, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Let's go to the phones. Abel from San Antonio on line one. Abel, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Pastor Ron, uh, how are you? I listen to your show whenever I get a chance and... Um, I enjoy Thank you. listening about God's Word, and uh, I study what you say, and uh, most of the time, or all the time, you're on the dot with the Holy Spirit, so we thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure, Abel. And, thank you. And we thank you for your hard work and studying, because we know you love God. But this morning, I was coming to work around 4.30, and I listened to a segment that you were talking about, We Have to Be Vulnerable. Um, and I don't know if you recall that sermon or not, but uh, being vulnerable to people, it really is hard to do that. Yeah. And being a servant it, of God, you have to serve people. And, and I understand that that devil hates that. Yeah. Even when you pray and you pray and you pray, it, that, that mind goes crazy when you're trying to serve people. How do you deal with this, sir? Abel, thank you for the question. Um, uh, I, I think the, the, the Bible study that we're in on uh, our teaching programs is 2 Corinthians right now. And um, being vulnerable, as you said, Abel, is really, really difficult because you're exposing yourself, especially when you're asked to expose yourself to people who... Um, you know, wish you harm or the people that are causing you pain in your life. And, and, and the short answer, and we'll, we'll elaborate on this, but the short answer is you've got to have faith. You've got to have faith in God. You've got to trust Him that He's going to care for you. You do your part. You reach out to people regardless of how they receive it, regardless of how they're going to respond to you practically. Um, this is one of those things where you say, Jesus, I'm going to love them because you love them. I'm not going to worry about what they're going to say about me or what they're going to do to me. I'm not going to worry uh, about what they've done in the past. Uh, I'm going to be vulnerable uh, because that's what you were for us. Jesus, Abel, was the, the most vulnerable man who ever lived. He offered his back to those who beat him. He offered his face to those who pulled out his beard. That's Isaiah 50. He offered his, his face so that they could spit in his face, and he did it obediently he did it willingly and he did it because his eyes were on the prize and able you and and uh, and I were that prize um, he was vulnerable 
And uh, we're to be like Jesus. So being vulnerable is one of the things. Paula, you, you always say this. You always say, um, hands down, heart open. You've been, you've been preaching that to the women here forever, and you lived it with me for 13 years as you prayed for me to get saved. Why don't you uh, uh, elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, being vulnerable, uh, I, I told the Lord, I hate, I hate being vulnerable. He says, I know, and I want to put my hands up and protect my heart because I don't want to be hurt again. Um, and my flesh is is conspiring in that against what God's word is saying with me, saying, that's right, girl. You tell them what, what's, what's up. Don't let them get over on you. And yet the Lord said, no, 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 put your hands down and keep your heart open. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to get hurt again. He said, yes, I know. But that's what I did for you. And um, there's that scripture where it says, you know, uh, put burning coals on their heads. And I remember thinking, yes, now we're talking. Burn their head up, you know. They'll be walking around bald, and, and, and I'll be able to say, yeah, I did that. And the Lord said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. When people were in need um, for heat and fire, sharing our, their burning coals was an act of kindness. And Jesus, when we sin against him, He's not there slapping us around and saying, I'm done with you. He's, he's still right there with his hands down and his heart open, wanting us to come back and say, I'm sorry. That's the hard part because usually those people, the people who have hurt us, don't come back and say they're sorry. But God says, can you still be like me anyway? You can offer, give your enemy a, a drink of water, you know, um, offer hospitality without grumbling and complaining. Um, I remember one time when the Lord asked me, he didn't tell me, he asked me, would you wash Ron's feet? And Ron was being the biggest jerk ever back then. And <clears throat> all I wanted to do is, is say no. And then when I was trying to agree with God, I said, I'll wash his feet with the barbecue brush. And it's, that'll be the last time. He'll be bleeding out in this water. I was so upset. And, um, but the Lord said, no, no, no. I'm trying to do something in your heart. And when we look at other people and, and think they're worse than us, that's when the Lord wants to do the greatest work. You know, Abel, one thing to remember is that you're never more, we all pray we want to be like Jesus. Yeah. You're never more like Jesus than when you're being taken advantage of willingly. You're never more like Jesus than when you're being taken advantage of willingly. And that's your reward. The smile of Jesus is all we need. And then you can see his power moving through you and ministering to others. And what Paula said, they don't come back and say they're sorry. Many times they do. Yep. And, 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 and sometimes there's a long time of, of, of uh, time that goes by. But... Um, so many people have been able over the years to come back and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I hurt you. I didn't mean to hurt you. But then I did, but, but I now know I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, just to see the Lord move in their hearts. And uh, it's always those times, Paula, when I'm reminded how much God loves them. You know, when we forget to love them because they're not being lovable, um, we need to remember that God really loves them. So, yeah. Abel, I hope that helps. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He will take care of you when you're doing the right thing, and he will do a far better job of taking care of you than you can accomplish on your own. That's exactly right. And Joseph found that out. Joseph found that out. And my favorite scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, I'm starting to sound like you now, <laughs> one of my favorite scriptures that I'm really working, I really want to be like Joseph in this, is Genesis fifty twenty where he says, you meant it for evil, but the Lord meant it for good, the saving of many lives as is happening today. Because for, I don't know how many years, but, you know, at least, what, 20? More than that, because his brothers hated him before that, but when they actually lied to their dad and said, he's dead, you know, some wild animal got him and stuff. And for 20 years, their dad is struggling with this and they're holding on to this lie and their anger and bitterness all those years. Joseph goes to prison. Joseph is a slave. He, mm -hmm. I just, mm -hmm. 
But he recognizes the hand of God. Yeah. And then he says in the end, um, I'll take care of you. He spoke to them kindly. Man, <laughs> we want to be like Joseph and Jesus. Abel, Abel, that's being vulnerable. Yeah. And you can, you can trust the Lord. Let's go to line two and talk with Alan from San Antonio. Alan, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Alan, right. are you there? Oh, yes, hi, Alan. I'm here. God bless you. Yes, Thank you. Um, I, I asked you to pray for me last week. Uh, I was uh-huh. pretty sick, and uh, so I, I wanted to just let you know I'm feeling better, and thank you for your prayers Easily. so much. And um, I'm just continuing to struggle uh, since the COVID season started. Uh, I had a lot of challenges with heart disease and other diseases and things. And so anyways, I wanted to thank you and I'm feeling better. If you continue to pray for me, if you asked me to follow up and let you know how I was doing. So God bless you. Ellen, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it very, very much. We always like to know how things turn out. And I know I was praying for you and Paula was praying for you. And we have a lot of people on this, uh, in our radio audience who, who pray as well. Um, you know, Alan, you, you bring up something that, um, I, I want to share with the audience. Now my, my heart really got hurt yesterday. Um, I, I called Paula and told her about it. Um, I was going to check the mail here in the, in the, uh, strip center where our church is located. And, um, just as I got near the mailbox, there was a lady who was struggling. She was struggling to get out of her van. She has three kids, little ones, like one-year-old, a, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old, something like that. And, um, you know, she got out. She was all tightly masked up, and the kids were masked up. And, and I just looked at her, and I said, wow, it looks like you really have your hands full. And she said nervously, she said, yeah, I really do have my hands full. And then she looked at me and she said, we're, she didn't know who I was. She said, we're trying to be brave. This is our first time out and we're going out to lunch together. This is our first time out since the pandemic started and we're afraid. And Paula, you know that pierced my heart. I was, you know, we, we can get so focused on what we're afraid of that we, we lose focus on Jesus. And I have no idea whether this woman was a Christian or not. She did not want to stop and talk to me. I was not masked. And by the way, this comment has nothing to do with masks. If you wear masks, God bless you. And if you don't wear masks, God bless you. But I, I was stricken, Paula, by the fear that gripped this lady that kept her and her children. I mean, um, she at least two of those kids looked to be born during the pandemic and um and and she was she was terrified and i thought lord this is what's happening to people we're so afraid that we can no longer look up and i started praying for her but boy that just moved me when you called me i thought oh my yeah and i started praying for for them and for you because i was thinking you know you had just had a radio listener either the day before asking about you know what do we do with our kids now that we've gone through this isolation and stuff and your answer was so good and so as I was praying I kept thinking wow she was probably not a radio listener but she was doing the right thing of of getting out and, and overcoming her fear because we've seen way too many parents who are just are paralyzed by fear and they put all that onto their yeah. kids and that's just and, not a, a and you can tell the kids thing. were nervous the the the, uh, the two older ones especially were mm-hmm. were were nervous it was like do we want to go mommy kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. and um you know there's just that's how the enemy uses fear yeah. and i thought just what a horrible circumstance for the last year and four or five months mm-hmm. um th- this lady was locked in her home virtually held captive by fear and mm-hmm. it's time that we we break out of the fear it's mm-hmm. it's time that we start looking okay lord there's there's people out there like this lady who are hurting mm-hmm. how can we minister to them and then of course as you mentioned the the children at home that we're passing the fear down to mm-hmm. um you know there's got to be something better out there and of course there is yeah yeah and i was I, I, in the end i was proud of this this young girl because she wasn't she wasn't even out of her 20s well 
didn't look like. I would guess she's late twenties, maybe early thirties. Okay. But, okay. but old enough to have three young babies. Yeah. But she she made the took the step. Yeah, she took the step, and they got out of the van slowly but surely. They got out of the van, and so she's on the road to recovery. And I'm sure being out among people again is like, oh, this is what it's like. That's right. <laughs> this is this is cool. So anyway. Okay, Paula, we got probably 12 minutes left in the program. What's what's up? What do you want to talk about? Okay, three times last night, I think you mentioned this scripture, um, Ephesians 3.20, where it says, um, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. And you were saying... As a result of that and thinking of all the things that the Lord has done for not only us, but for all Christians, all of us, that we need to remember how good God is and nurture the gratitude. And um, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking of, you know, my Isaiah 54 passage where it says, single barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst in a song and shout for joy. And I remember you taught this, um, and Ron, it could be that you talked about it on this radio program, <laughs> that you and I had a conversation, or I've listened to old studies, and I don't know. We're not getting any younger. No. <laughs> and it sounded kind of all, did you say it in the at Oklahoma? Anyway, but you said at the time, and this lady, what did she have to be singing about? Because the promise of that comes later, um, she hadn't had that. It, but the Lord said, I want you to sing. I want you to praise me now because I am good. And it, it goes on to say, for more of the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. She's desolate. She didn't have, she, she was never even pregnant. Yeah, her circumstances hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. Her circumstances had changed, and yet the Lord says, sing, O barren woman. And then I was, you know, you think about Sarah and Abraham. The Lord said, you're going to have a baby. <laughs> right. You know, kind of a thing. And these promises that the Lord tells us, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you always, you know, even to the end of the age. And sometimes we are focused, like we're talking, our focus gets off of Jesus. And we forget. We forget even exists sometimes. Or we're shit, we're balling our fist up, yelling at them like, where are you? You know, things are so bad. Like with Alan, praise the Lord, you're feeling better. But sometimes it's like, but why am I sick so much? Why? Why is it me? Not that it was you wanted to be somebody else, but why? And we forget that God's got a plan. He's even working. Mm. What is it I said to you this morning when we were talking about this? I said... Um, the thing that, that breaks my heart more, more than anything else, is that that when I say to people, "Just be with Jesus." Mm -hmm. Last night's Bible study was a lot of, of "Just be with Jesus." Mm -hmm. When you're near Him, when you draw near to Him, life is rich and it's full, mm -hmm. even in really difficult or even impossible circumstances. And I said, Paula, I just, I wish I could make people understand. Mm -hmm how much God has for them. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord, the mm -hmm. peace of God, mm -hmm. the promises of God. Just those in Romans uh, chapter 8 alone are, are enough if you'll, if you'll just meditate on those. Mm -hmm. But why is it that, that people um, will let a pandemic, or why will people let their fear over their health, a bad doctor's um, um, diagnosis, um, a child who's broken their heart, a spouse who's breaking their heart. Um, why is it that we focus all of our energy on that thing and we leave Jesus behind and we'll, we'll go out in the day and and we're so consumed often with those problems in our life that we, we just completely shut Jesus out and he's sort of figuratively on the outside saying, hey, 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 let me in. I've got the answers. I'll make things better. Uh, and yet we don't do that. And And... You know, I don't want just be with Jesus to be some saying. I want it to be an action, a, a, a verb in statement. I want it to, to send people running into the presence of the Lord. Uh, because if you do that, 
whatever you're going through is better. It doesn't mean he, he takes away all the problems, but what it means is that he's there with you, his arms around you in the middle of those problems, and suddenly you realize that he's there, and you have the peace of God, and you, you have meaning and purpose. And uh, Paul had just way too often um, the people who called the name of Christ um, practically were without him because we've left him behind. Yeah. And that's a hard thing. Yeah. We had, uh, as we're speaking, we had one lady, <coughs> excuse me, many years ago, even came, she came to the pastor's discipleship class. And um, I don't even remember what had happened at that time. Oh, I think the 9-11 when the towers got... And she said, you know, I've been telling my kids for years. That was when Davina was murdered. Oh, that was when Davina was murdered. That's right. Okay. She said, I've been telling my kids for years that if you're with Jesus, nothing bad is going to happen to you. And, you know, we kind of shook our head. But that's kind of what you're saying now. Being a Christian, bad things are going to still happen to us. But we're with Jesus or he's with us. Better yet. Bad things happened to him. Yeah, bad things surely did happen to him. And I remember, um, not not that I needed to remember, but when we went, we couldn't go on our vacation last summer, but we went in October um, to California. And my heart was about as broken as it has been in a very, very long time. And the reason was the many who left even our church turned their backs on even some of their own family because of political differences. Um, and their friends stopped serving, stopped, you know, just gone. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, because of a pandemic, because of politics. And, and you've, you've been saying that the Lord was going to use all of this to shake out the church. Well, in the shaking out, I didn't realize it would be some of the people that were shaken out. And that just totally broke my heart because, you know, you don't just stop loving. You don't just stop loving people. Yeah, and, and to get back to Abel's question, that's when you have to remain vulnerable. Yeah. Even though you know it's going to hurt, yeah. you have to remain vulnerable because you, you want to win them. You, you want them back in fellowship. Yeah. And, you know, um, as Christians, Paula, we argue about politics. We argue about um, um, vaccinations, uh, masks or no masks. How can, we, how can we let those kind of things so quickly cause us to forget our commission, our calling by God himself to love these people. Why do we, when we experience differences with people, why is it our natural instinct, now it's flesh, but it's still our natural instinct to, well, they're on the wrong side of this, and, and if I can't convince them to write that, I'm going to write them off. That's a man or woman who's left the presence of Jesus, because if you were with Jesus, you wouldn't do those mm -hmm. things. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Jesus, you know. That, no, we're all of Christ. And Every church, our church, certainly suffered loss. People yeah. that we've prayed with, served with, uh, nurtured, uh, loved, um, and who loved us, we yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, because I wasn't scared during the pandemic. They felt I was being... Um, Unfaithful, mm. you know, uh, just just well, well, you should do what they say because don't you care about our health? If you don't know I care about you now, after the years you've spent here, if you don't care, I care. No, I care about you now, then you never will. Yeah. But but we've got to stay in a place where we can minister to them. Yeah. Rather than dividing yeah. over those differences, yeah. those people have got to be the objects of our ministry. Yeah. And so, all the way back to the beginning of the show. Sweet Summer Devotions is renew your mind. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that we'll know the perfect, pleasing, acceptable, which is one will of God. And his, his will is that because he loves, and he loves everybody, he wants us to do the same thing. And, you know, I was thinking this past, because I want to talk about the graduates too. Mm-hmm. You better hurry. We got three minutes. I know. <laughs> 2021, all seven of those kids saved. Each one of them way more different than the next. What a great class and the privilege that we've been able to 
be a part of. I don't know. I'm, I should have asked uh, our producer to find out how many kids have come through this. Probably should ask the school principal how many kids have come through this school over the many years. It's got to be well over a thousand at least um, that we've been able to up close and um, some not so close because I'm not a teacher here. Um, but to they get to hear the gospel. Not only do they get to hear it, but they get to see it in action. Talk about being vulnerable. These teachers have got to are vulnerable because they not only deal with with students. A little more difficult is usually the parents, <laughs> and they've got to keep their hands down and their hearts open to be able to minister to them all. Not everybody who comes here are Christians when they get here. Quite a few of the parents are still not Christians when they leave here, though free and a good education is very attractive. Um, but this year, all seven of the students were saved. All of them were so honoring to the parents that they have. And it was just like, thank you, Jesus, that we get to be a small part of that. Mm. That was just, you know, we got the best staff ever, you know, <laughs> um, who could make a lot of money elsewhere, I'm sure. I mean, just using the skills that they demonstrate here, they're valuable commodities out in the world, but they accept this as, as their calling from the Lord. Yeah. Absolutely. Inside one minute, Paula, what do you want to say as we close? Reminder, Sweet Summer Devotions? Sweet Summer Devotions, that's right. Um, starts this coming Monday. Um, I'm excited because the renewing of my mind has kind of freed me, and I feel like I'm lighter and I'm smiling more. Walked away from a lot of the news, you know, and I do have that kind of personality. People have, have said, you know, over the years, why do you wear your hair that way? Why do you do that? Nope, it just fits my personality, <laughs> and I can move on. Paula, thanks for being here. Hey, to the audience, thank you for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at a.m. 6.30 at 4 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.